Welcome to the American Grown Podcast, hosted by Austin Sullivan. The American Grown Podcast will focus on people from different walks of life and their journey to where they are now. Now, turn up your volume and settle in for a great episode. Hi, I'm Austin Sullivan, and I'm your host for the American Grown Podcast, recorded inside the ColorTech Creative Solutions Studios. Today, we have Adam Gilson, owner of Gilson Strength Conditioning. He's following his dreams and giving back to the community by educating and mentoring athletes and adults on the importance of proper strength training. Adam, welcome to episode 16 of the American Grown Podcast. Hey, Austin. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad you can make it in. Let's start off, Adam, like your your early childhood. What were you into? What did you do? And uh, any sports? Uh, well, I lived an average childhood. I grew up on the north side of town. Um, I was one of three siblings. I had two older sisters. Uh, my father, he's worked the same job his whole life, manual worker. My mother, uh, she was a respiratory therapist. You know, both of them combined just had an associate's degree. So my sisters and I, um, you know, pursuing the education, that's a big deal. You said older sisters? Yeah. Do you ever compete with them as you were growing up? I'd say a little bit. Um, a little different than being females. But yeah, there was definitely a, a brother-sister uh, competition. There. Yeah. In high school, I know you were a wrestler uh, and also football. Yep. Okay. What was your favorite? What'd you like? What'd you learn from those sports? Um, I would say wrestling was my favorite of the two. Um, football also, you know, I played ever since I was probably six years old, uh, playing with the Ebenezer Raiders, uh, going up through the junior high program. But what did I learn? There's a lot of takeaways from both sports. You know, it's just being accountable, um, you know, proper work ethic, um, you know, good quality traits that really carry on from sports like throughout the rest of your life. Uh, so from both football and wrestling, I learned both. Of yeah. Those. What do you find the most challenging between wrestling and maybe even football? You're, you're more into wrestling because um, I know some athletes had to, had to really cut weight and things like that. You know, so what was kind of challenging for you? Yeah, so um, I had the opportunity to wrestle varsity as a freshman uh, for wrestling. Uh, and that year I did uh, deal with uh, the weight loss component a lot. After going through that, you know, I reached a point where, you know, I almost gave up on the sport of wrestling altogether. Uh, and it really was because of the, you know, the weight loss component. So, you know, going forward in my sophomore, junior and senior year, I really just focused on, you know, competing at the weight that I, I felt comfortable at and uh, decided not to be miserable and lose a lot of weight. Yeah, so, you, so you kind of uh, wrestled up up a, a weight class, I guess it would be. Yeah, I would say kind of my natural weight. Uh, you know, one thing I did focus on, you know, from my freshman year all the way through my senior year was, you know, the strength conditioning training. So I uh, moved up in weight classes every year. So I started my freshman year about 130 pounds, you know, 160 my sophomore year, 182 my senior or my junior. And then my senior year, I worked up to 195. So I progressively, Whoa. you know, grew, you know, it could have been, you know, Put muscle mass on. Yes, for sure. definitely the muscle mass yeah. and puberty and stuff like that. But yeah, I completely uh, took the weight loss component out of it, and that made the sport of wrestling a lot more enjoyable. A lot more enjoyable. That's awesome. And what's it like? Because I never wrestled, and um, we were talking before we started recording about uh, Coach Lebo, Steve Lebo, and, and he wanted me to come out. Looking back, maybe I should have. Always a, b a bigger dude. Uh, God bless. I would have never been able to cut weight <laughs> like uh, you guys do. But uh, when you wrestle these bigger guys, you know what? What goes through your mindset, you know, um, and you have to have a mentality, I think, about you. Absolutely, yeah. So it's a specific mentality. You know, it's just you and one other person out there. You know, there's definitely a fight or flight response. You know, uh, it's hard to describe unless you're in that type of scenario. Uh, 
but the competitive nature to it uh, just makes the sport so much better. Yeah. And while you're out there wrestling, um, were there any influencers or anyone that helped you? Yeah, I would say, um, you know, the start of youth wrestling, you know, I had a coach named Barry Brightigan. He was a good uh, influence in the sport for me to really kind of just get in gear with it. Um, and then when I moved up to junior high wrestling, I would say Steve Lebo had a big influence on me. And then when I got to high school, I had another coach, Barry Spawn. He had another influence on me also. Okay. Um, so, yeah, a series of coaches definitely influenced my uh, passion for wrestling. Oh, that's phenomenal. And uh, what I liked on the form you filled out to be on the podcast, actually, Lebanon has a CTC program, and you were the first graduating class of a sports therapy science program back in 2014. So what, what was that like, you know, being the first class to go through that? Yeah, so just a little bit about that. Um, it was my junior year. Uh, we had an... It was at Cedar Crest there. We had a meeting in the auditorium. They were just going to go over some programs at the CTC. Um, you know, I heard them say the sports therapy science is going to be the first year. And, uh, you know, at the time, uh, I was really into sports and working out at the local gyms here. So I was like, wow, this would be a great fit for me. But, you know, I never really gave personal training a thought because of kind of the lack of opportunities in the area. You know, there's smaller right. gyms. Yeah. Uh, there just wasn't, you know, as many opportunities for it. So I didn't really give it a second thought. So... Something about the program was uh, that appealed to me, but it was a little scary at the same time, was it was a full-day program. So okay. for my whole senior year, I didn't have to go to Cedar Crest during the day. I just uh, went to the CTC from yeah. 8 to 2 o'clock, and then I would go back over to the school for sports practices, so football and wrestling. So just that was a little bit different, uh, something to get adjusted to, but mm -hmm. I think it was the place for me. So while you're going to the CTC, you know, you have your practice and everything, on the form you said you were the third ever Cedar Crest High School State Wrestling Qualifier uh, during your senior year, which is 2014, with 99 total wins? Correct, yeah. So being a state qualifier in AAA uh, here in the state of Pennsylvania, it's a very uh, high accomplishment. Um, you know, the state of uh, Pennsylvania happens to be one of the most competitive in the country. Okay, I didn't uh, know that. So just making it uh, to states was a big deal. But as far as for Cedar Crest, yeah, they hadn't had a state qualifier for probably like 10 or 12 years. So a lot of the people that I grew up wrestling with or watching, you know, from Cedar Crest, yeah. they just never made it that far. They might have made it to districts, uh, but it got cut short. So they never actually made it to the Giant Center for the state. I was just going to say that because it's at the Hershey yep. Giant Center. What does that feel like? Because I've, I've never had that opportunity i mean it's probably packed with people cheering and, and you know yelling for you and everything what was that like back then um for you what was that experience like yeah so honestly words are uh it's hard to describe that um the environment there um you know that opening day for a state tournament but something that kind of did prepare me is ever since i was a little kid my dad always took me every year to go see the state championships oh, so wow. i got exposed to it that but i will say actually being down on the floor is a whole different experience than, is it uh, yeah sitting and sitting in the stands there was there any um kind of music or anything you would listen to any uh, motivational talkers like to get pumped up before uh you went out there on the mat um I wouldn't say any motivational talkers, but uh, I listen to a wide variety of music, you know, um, I definitely get kind of like, um, you know, they refer to like a runner's high when you're, you know, you're okay. running and stuff like that. But I think music kind of creates, uh, you know, definitely a positive stimulus in my mind, which helps out with the motivation. I'm sure it's like, uh, you're focused, you're focused solely on the task at head and then that music just kind of gets you in a flow state kind of. Absolutely. Yeah. So after senior year, what was life after high school? What'd you do? All right. Well, since my accomplishments my senior year ended up making it to the state tournament for wrestling, um, for that I really didn't consider college too much. Um, but after that 
great uh, ending to my senior season, I was given an opportunity to continue my wrestling career at Shippensburg University. I continued my education and being a student athlete uh, to Shippensburg University, where um, I ended up not wrestling due to the workload. Kind of just, you know, the student athlete uh, work-life balance was just, you know, it was a lot. It's a lot. It yeah, is. It was yeah. definitely a lot. So it was a big adjustment for me. The school wasn't the best of fit for me also. And I really just wanted to focus on my academics and, you know, my career. Um, yeah. The major I did pursue there was the major I finished with was exercise science. Oh, but, nice. Um, I really just wanted to uh, seek out more opportunities. That's awesome because you hear a lot of... Uh college graduates you know have a degree in whatever it may be um, you know some people say like basket weaving and things like that mm-hmm. uh, but it doesn't ever convert to you know the real world you know and that you actually followed through and now you're doing what you went to school for or at least it's helping you in your career path that's that's phenomenal you know at college and even back home were there any mentors that you would call upon or or think of to help you while you're at Shippensburg because you're right it can be a lot the uh, balance between athlete and then you know schooling so I, I i would agree with you focus on what's going to impact you the most going forward you know it it's tough like i remember for me it was tough when i, I didn't have football anymore you know or didn't do track it's like oh man you look back and it's like well that's not going to be your life you know what are you doing forward so do you have any mentors um i would say at that time in my life uh you know my dad was really there for me you okay. know he definitely understood the decision that i had to make there and uh you know he believes in you know academics and a career more than athletics uh so you know i was at a situation there where i was kind of unhappy with shippensburg university so i did some research and i looked up some of the top exercise science programs in the country i came across uh florida atlantic university in okay. boca raton florida whoa uh yeah so Big move. i ended up picking up i did two years full-time at shippensburg and okay i picked up and moved to uh, south florida and that's where I attended Florida Atlantic University. Okay. Uh, I lived down there uh, for three years full time, three and a half years. Um, and that's where I got my bachelor's degree in exercise science. And then after that, I became a strength conditioning coach. So I sat and became uh, a certified strength conditioning specialist. So it's yeah. a specific exam. It's a little bit better than personal training, uh, but it allows me to work with a large umbrella of athletes and individuals of all ages. What was that move like for the listeners out there? Because you're going from Pennsylvania, you know, cold, snowy. Um, you know, down to sunny, hot Florida, you know, 80s, 90 degree temps and things like that. What was that? I mean, that's a big, it was a big move. Oh, absolutely. It was definitely a, a big, um, you know, life change. Um, you know, going down there, you know, I was by myself. I didn't have any family or friends, you know, so it was really a fresh restart you know, yeah. in my life. And that was what I was looking for, you know, another opportunity to, you know, giving up on the wrestling and the athletic career, it was, you know, time to just focus on my academics. So, you know, I completely changed how I was as a student. I ended up doing a lot better down there. Uh, I really focused on the education component. And then, you know, I really moved down there for the experience and the exposure in the yeah. field of fitness. So I started working as a personal trainer full time or part time when I was in school um, while I was working on the bachelor's degree. After that, uh, I graduated, got the strength coach certification interned at a place uh, down there's big sports performance facility and then after that I was able to secure my first uh, assistant strength coach job at a place that worked with elite youth and professional athletes okay so while you're down there was there any big names that you saw or ran into or 
got yeah, close. So I definitely was able to work with some uh, higher profile professional and yeah. MLB guys, uh, oh, nice. and even some guys in, in the UFC and stuff like that, or Olympic level athletes. Yeah. Uh, it was great exposure experience, just being a part of the field. You know, it's something that I wouldn't necessarily get around here. Right, right. It, it, <laughs> Pennsylvania doesn't have that draw for you know those kind of athletes, but uh, Florida for sure. You're down there. Obviously, strength conditioning. You love doing it. What do you think your passion is, though, in that field? I would say taking an individual and allowing them to perform at their highest level. Yeah. Uh, you know, showing them that, you know, these things are achievable. And if you set your mind to it with the right consistency and training program, that you can you can achieve anything. So how would you, especially maybe younger athletes, whether it's a senior in high school looking to go to D1, D2 college, whatever it may be, or a college athlete maybe training to go to the next level, how do you get them to that next tier so for the high school athletes you know really it's getting them in there at the earliest time possible so earliest in the high school career or even you know the best time is the middle school age athletes you know they have plenty of time to you know they're going through puberty a lot of changes with their body uh, and they have the longest time to actually achieve those results so that would be kind of the long-term athletic development model the high school Um, you know, again, getting in early as possible, but I would say learning the fundamentals of strength training, like fundamental movement patterns, Mm -hmm. uh, moving efficiently, moving with efficient technique and, uh, you know, proper cueings and stuff like that. Uh, just mastering those fundamentals are going to help you in the long run so much. And I would think, you know, strength and conditioning, especially once you start moving that heavier weight and, and pushing your body more, it's crucial to do it in a safe and a, like you said, a proper way. Because if these athletes get hurt, that could affect their the rest of their career. Exactly, yeah. So our main focus is, you know, having individuals get stronger and faster, but also ultimately we want to focus on injury prevention. Yeah. So, you know, we don't, you know, if they're injured, you can't play the sport, uh, which is going to take away from training. Also. Right. It could be, uh, you know, career ending, depending on, on what happens. Um, for those recoveries, do you have any recommendations? I know some people do, like I've, I've seen... Lately on social media, the like ice baths are getting real popular or like a, a sauna type thing. What are your thoughts on those? Yeah, so that's actually a good, um, something very popular in the industry is the hot and cold contrast. So, mm-hmm. you know, a combination of sauna or hot tub with, uh, you know, ice baths or cryotherapy, which is another method. I've heard about that, but I don't know much about. Cryotherapy. Yeah, so cryotherapy is kind of just standing in a. They have a couple different options. They have ones where you just stand tall in like a chamber or you walk into something and your head's covered. But anyways, it uses liquid nitrogen and it kind of, it's like a fast freeze method, which is going to rapidly constrict your blood vessels. And then you're only doing it for about three minutes. You step out, your blood vessels are all going to dilate all of a sudden. So there's like a constriction and dilation, vasodilation and constriction, which is going to create... Uh, a response to the body, which is going to help with the recovery process. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I, it's I definitely to, something to try. I was yeah. going to say that sounds. Yeah, I'd like to try it sometime just to see what it, it feels like. I'm picturing uh, what is it, Batman with is it uh, Mister Freeze uh, <laughs> with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and you know he's all cold and everything all the time. That's what I picture with uh, those deep freezes. So, who would you say really got you into fitness? Was it your father? Was it someone down in Florida who really got you into it? You know, I would say it was mainly from my athletic career you know, that got me into fitness, you know, wanting to be the best athlete I possibly could be, you know, I understood that, you know, just doing the bare minimum in the school training wasn't going to cut it. It wasn't going to make me, you know, the best athlete I could possibly be. Um, I would say, you know, the big factor got me into fitness was my family. Uh, You know, my family, you know, they always struggled with being overweight their whole life. And that was a big, you know, 
eye-opening experience, you know, seeing that, you know, my family was unhealthy and that, you know, I'm one of the select people in my family that are, you know, fit and, you know, like to live this active lifestyle. But I would say the main thing that got me into fitness and really, you know, changed my view on it was when my mother passed away from a bariatric weight loss surgery when I was okay. 12 years old. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, Obviously, so that kind of, uh, you know, that definitely changed things, you know, from a whole family dynamic, but it also, you know, changed my viewpoint on, you know, exercise and fitness and nutrition and, and kind of the whole umbrella of yeah. what, what is out there. Uh, and there really is other options out there besides, you know, the actual weight loss surgery. Besides the surgery, right. And I, that almost sounds like the, you know, maybe the, the fork in the road where it's like, okay, I can, I can, I can keep living life this way and doing this, which... You know, it, it's your body. You can choose what you do. Like, honestly, sometimes I like McDonald's, you know, and I'll get McDonald's or my wife will be like, do you really need another Coke slushie for the people that know me? I love my slushies. And it's like, that's at what point do you say, okay, like I can change my life. And you really can. You And it sounds like that's what you're doing with this strength and conditioning, this uh, training, weight training, things like that, is you woke up and said, hey, I'm, uh, there's a different, like you said, there's different uh, way of living out there and you're going after it 100%. So, you know, obviously family had a big impact on you getting into fitness and then into training and weight training. Uh, but then who, if any, are some professional athletes that you look up to? So there's definitely a few professional athletes that I look up to. You know, in the sport of wrestling, there's a guy out there named Cale Sanderson. He was probably one of the best wrestlers of all time. He went undefeated in college. He was a four-time national champion, and he was 159-0. So he, he never lost a single college match. Holy cow. Uh, so he was somebody I really looked up to in the sport of wrestling. Another professional athlete I looked up to, especially when I was younger, he was playing, but uh, Tim Tebow, I looked up to him because, uh, you know, his life after the sports, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I think he had a bigger impact on life to, for a lot of people than he did, you know, through him playing as a sport. I would agree. Uh, and then I also view, you know, another thing with Tim Tebow is, you know, we have a similar mindset. You know, he, there's a bigger impact uh, in, on life than sports. So that's kind of how I view my business. Yeah. You know, I like to mentor other individuals and show them that, you know, there really is more to life than just sports exactly and tim t was a phenomenal guy because most athletes at that level you know they're you're known for your time in the nfl or in the nba but i would say he's more known for what he's doing now you know with his nonprofits and and helping others very religious man obviously everyone knows that from when he was down in florida but definitely a, a great role model now let's get into the meat of it how did gilson strength conditioning start and, and when did it start all right, so this is something if you probably would ask me back in 2014 when i was at the ctc uh in that program there uh, you know, I always said I wanted to be a gym owner. I wanted to, you know, run my own personal training gym. Uh, but really what got the start, uh, I was down in South Florida. You know, I was still in college. I kind of got sick of going to the commercial gyms and just waiting on machines all the time mm -hmm. and then using kind of crappy, outdated equipment. So I decided to start accumulating some gym equipment. And I had some buddies that had a, a garage over at their place. So in South Florida in 2019, I started my first garage gym. You know, some unfortunate events, you know, I had to move back during COVID. Uh, so I moved back here to Pennsylvania and in 2020, I had the garage or I had the gym in my dad's basement. And then I moved out of there and moved into Middletown. I had a townhouse there. So I had a, a garage. So I had a garage gym in Middletown in 2021. At the end of 2021, I kind of changed up my career altogether and I decided it was the right time to pursue this. So in 2020, March of 2022, I took everything from the garage and I just opened up a commercial space here in Lebanon. What was that like, uh, you know, opening up your own business? I mean, there had to be some, some, some fears, you know, will people come? 
Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, that that's that's a fear probably with every business, you know, will, will people come? Uh, and you really just can't just build something and expect people to come. It really, truly does not work that way. Uh, so, yeah, you definitely had the fears of, you know, uh, am I going to survive here in the first, you know, month or two or, you know, long term, you know, is this is anybody going to come? Uh, all those, you know, those were all thoughts in my mind. But here we are six months later, you know, we're doing great uh, so far and we're really just slowly gaining momentum here in the area. I think that's another big thing is a lot of people just don't know we're there and really what we offer. Right. You're so new. It's so new. But yet your brand, I mean, you have your logo on your, your Yeti here on the table and, and your, your shirt. I mean, it's, it's a nice brand. It's a nice logo. Simple. It stands out. It's clean. So for the listeners out there that might be doubting, you know, a strength and conditioning coach, what would you say are some of the benefits? You know, we know from a, an athlete standpoint they want to get stronger. They want to get faster. But, you know, you also cater to, you know, adults and, and older people, 20s, 30s, 40s. So what are some of the benefits you would say? I'd say the first benefit with working with a strength conditioning coach or working with a, a trainer at Gilson Strength Conditioning would be the individualized approach. You know, no matter if you're an athlete or an everyday individual, you know, we take in, uh, you know, many factors such as your health history, you know, mm-hmm. your occupation, uh, you know, your current activity status, you know, we want to know, like, what you can and can't do. So for athletes, though, a major benefit would be the individualized approach, which is going to include sports specific exercises. Also, you know, that can be specific towards your sport, you know, if you're baseball, hockey, um, basketball, football, Uh, and then the injury prevention component. So in Mm -hmm. every workout, you know, we put in injury prehab exercise so why wait till you get injured and go do physical therapy and do rehab exercises when you could do preventative rehab exercises that's that's something we do but more for the you know for the athlete and for the everyday adult or individual you know i would say the strength coach holds you accountable that's a big thing you know the accountability you know you're supposed to be here at a certain time all right we're expecting you to be there and then the other thing would be the motivation part. You know, you have a coach there, you know, it's all about you for one hour, you know, and we're just there to motivate you. So I think it's highly motivating when you work with a strength coach, you know, the accountability is going to be there. But, the, you know, the most important thing is the results, you know, mm-hmm. that's where the benefits of working with the strength coach are. You know, we can really, you know, through accountability, through motivation and through an individualized training approach, you know, we can really get you the results. And I would say that's probably the, the key in my mind, being an outsider looking into to your business, um, being 30, going to be 31 this October is, um, you know, that accountability, having somebody there that's going to call you or text you or say, hey, you're late, you know, where are you at? And then also be there to motivate you because doing it yourself, you can say, okay, I'm going to skip today. All of a sudden you skip tomorrow and you don't wake up at 5.30 or 6 a.m. like you said you were and all of a sudden a week goes by, a month goes by and you didn't do the workouts. But if you have somebody there to motivate you, keep you accountable, I think think that's the key to having a strength and conditioning coach. So on the form you had mentioned – that GSC Gilson Strength Conditioning is not your typical gym, and and you have some specialty equipment. Um, can you shout out a couple of those pieces of equipment and, and what you have there? Yeah. So really, what I meant by that is, you know, our personal training studio or our strength conditioning uh, performance space is different than commercial gyms. It's different because we don't have you know, fifty treadmills, fifty ellipticals, and you know tons of you know selectorizer plate loaded machines you know we have uh you know each piece was selected for a specific purpose Uh, ultimately you know the purpose is to maximize space and efficiency we are a smaller uh, space 
So really what makes this different is we have uh, two big power racks, which allow you to work inside and outside of the rack. We have a lot of specialty bars, so we don't just have standard barbells. You know, we do have women's barbells that weigh oh, okay. 15 kilograms, and then we do have men's bars that weigh 20 kilograms. So there's a different type of bar. It has different diameters. But then we have some more specialty bars. So um, say you had shoulder range of motion issues, you can use a safety squat bar. Uh, you know, rather than deadlifting with a straight bar, you can mm -hmm. use what we call a trap bar. Uh, stuff that is actually going to be better for you in terms of technique. Some specific items we got that really make us set us apart would be we have a reverse hyper machine which allows you to really work your lower back. And then another thing that makes us unique is we have a belt squat machine from Soranex, which is one of my favorite companies out there. You know, they build some of the top of the line exercise equipment. Uh, but the belt squat is a great way to still do the squat movement. Say you have a lower back injury in the past, or maybe you have a fused uh, vertebrae or something. But it allows you to still do the squat movement, but not load your spine. So you just you slip a belt on, and you hook it in, and you can still squat oh, without wow. loading the, the vertebrae. I picture, like you mentioned, these... These gyms, Planet Fitness being one, where it's just miles of treadmills and bikes, and you see people going on in there looking at the TV, and it's like, are, you, are they really getting anything out of it? So what you have is a, a niche gym set up with the most, I would say, um, modern equipment, and it's to get results, maybe not fast, but to get them uh, safely and as quickly and efficiently as possible. Yes, that's for sure. So you know, number one thing is safety in there, you know. So, you know, the equipment has to match that. So if there's not safety spotter arms underneath, you know, somebody could get injured while they're spotting. Uh, you know, everything we do, we do it in a safe and efficient manner. And where is Gilson Strength Conditioning located? Uh, it's located at 855 Tuck Street, Suite 3. Uh, it's off of Cornwall Road over in Lebanon. Perfect. Change subjects a little bit, but what are some routines? And again, I don't want you to give out all your secrets, but <laughs> some, some routines for maybe um, someone at home, you know, wanting to build a little muscle, uh, get back into shape. Is there a certain routine you'd recommend? You know, I would say there's not one specific routine that's going to do that for you. You know, there's many factors with working out at home that makes it so challenging, you know. At the end of the day, you're at your house. That's where you feel comfortable. So, oh, yeah. you know, setting up, you can set up the most amazing garage gym or a little space in the basement. But really, it comes down to consistency, you know. You got to be consistent with the workouts at home. You know, they're tough, but it, it's doable. But I would say it really depends on the equipment and the space available. Again, going back to the consistency, let's try at least two to four times a week. And let's do full body or upper lower body split. So we're going to do body weight movements two to four times a week. Okay. Right? And we're going to train our full body or yeah. just our upper and lower at one time my next question is uh if you could name a workout that really pushes your clients and i remember um you know a track we would do like and again i'm just throwing this out there but we would do burpees and things like that i remember that was uh it was a little tough you know mm -hmm. it was a little tough what do you think would be a workout that someone could do at home uh, just real quick on the fly i would say for my athletes something that really uh you know conditions you aerobically would be what you call a 300 yard shuttle Okay. So you run, um, say you're on a football field, you go, uh, you go down to the 50 yard line, down and back six times. All right. So that's going to be 300 yards total. Um, and that's a very challenging test. It should take you anywhere from about a minute, 10 to two minutes, you okay. know, but it is just going to, you know, tap you out aerobically. You're mm -hmm. definitely going to feel it. Um, but I would say overall for, you know, there's not really one specific workout that, you know, the clients, you know, are highly motivated about. I would say each session, you know, are equally challenging and motivating. 
But in the last five to 10 minutes of every hour session, you know, we save that for general conditioning. So, you know, at the end of that, you know, the clients really do feel, you know, they feel accomplished and satisfied because it's just a challenging, quick five to 10 minutes. You know, we're going to get the heart rate up and then we're going to get you out the door. And that's perfect. That's what I would want if I was going to uh, a gym and a, a training center is something, you know, quick, efficient get me going, get, like you said, get the heart rate up, get a good sweat going. Um, and then like you said too, at the end of it, you feel great. You feel like you've accomplished something. Uh, I always looked at working out, um, when I was at college and even high school and things like if you work out in the early morning, yeah, it sucks. You got to get up, you got to, you know, wake your ass up, which is hard to do sometimes, but you get that done. And to me, the workout in my mind should be the hardest part of your day. Mm -hmm. You know, then everything else, your work, your life, if you have kids, that's easy stuff, you know, that, that's just, you know, that, that's why I always looked at working out, um, not that I've done it in a while, I gotta get back into it, but uh, yeah, that's how I looked at it. So are there any kind of meals you'd recommend to athletes or people that are maybe looking to come into, you know, your facility that they should be consuming or maybe look at consuming to help build muscle and, and get in shape? So I would say across the board, either with athletes or the everyday individual, you know, if they want to gain muscle and build muscle, you know, you need to be on a high protein, low fat, low sugar diet, you know, but at the end of the day, food alone is not going to increase your muscle mass. You know, we need to have a combination of, you know, consistent strength training uh, with a healthy diet for your best results. So the combination of the both, but I would say focus on a high protein diet, low fat and low sugar not crazy i'm not like too big into supplements but you read uh, my mind i was just gonna say what do you think about the protein powders and things like that so you know they're good uh they're definitely needed you know but they're not a replacement to you know a nice healthy diet you know from whole complete foods i would say though for the athlete population maybe for the you know the everyday individual you know adding a whey protein shake here and there Mm -hmm. uh and then for the athletes specifically you know using a creatine powder you know, stuff like yeah. that is going to help, but I wouldn't get too into, you know, all the pre-workouts and all the kind of extra stuff out there in the gotcha. supplement industry. I mean, and, and for, for food wise, I mean, you have your, your, your meats, your proteins, your steaks. Um, you know, I think what, uh, nuts are, are healthy. I'm trying to think of high protein, uh, foods that are out there. Something, something like that maybe. Or? So, yeah. So I would say, you know, any of the meat categories are there, you know, we definitely have, uh, alternative versions, you know, with not, you know, not, uh, animal products to, you know, mm-hmm. get protein sources, you know, for for other, uh, you know, diets out there. But I would say, you know, a good moderation with the protein to carbohydrate ratio. You know, you don't want to have too much carbs and not enough protein. You also don't want to have, you know, not enough protein and way too many carbs. That so. makes sense. Oh, well, that makes perfect I sense. I just say like a, a good balance between the three. Between the them? Macros. Okay. Yeah, perfect. And you hinted at this earlier, but um, with COVID being in 2020, are there any issues that you're still facing now at the gym, at your facility at all? You know, I would say not as much anymore, but there still always is the possibility of, you know, another shutdown, which could really affect the business. If that were to happen, let's just say, would you then move some things to the outside or what would you do to adapt? Uh, good question there. So one thing, and it's a lot of people did this in, in COVID in the, in the fitness industry, but they really just took their whole model and kind of went online with an online coach. Uh, okay. Right? So, you know, you can still offer the same service, maybe go above and beyond with, you know, the clients getting results, but you're not actually in person spending your trading your time for money right, you know, right. You're, you're training on them online uh with the daily weekly check-ins things like that yeah and you're just pre- answering any questions they may have that's a great idea and, and a great you know if needed a uh, fallback plan and that kind of segues into the future of uh, gilson strength conditioning um how do you plan to grow it and i don't want you to give everything out but you know what are your thoughts to to try to grow it and get new uh 
new people in the doors. Yeah, so, you know, growing GSC is definitely, you know, a big goal of mine. You know, I started, we're right here in an 800-square-foot facility. You know, it's quite small. But I would say, you know, my main goal to grow it is, first of all, maximize my current space. You know, we need to grow members, you know. I think just getting out there in the community a little bit more, letting people know, you know, local uh, sports organizations, high schools, and just other members of the community, just letting them know out there is going to, letting them know we're there is going to help grow members. So something else that we can do to grow is really, again, just going back on the maximizing the current space, we can offer new classes. So we can, uh, small group training, you know, f anywhere from four to six people at a time. You know, we can offer uh, adult strength class classes, boot camps, and really offer the youth performance training classes, which is a big thing here. Another way to grow would be, you know, hire additional trainers so I can spend my time doing, maybe doing some other stuff while the business is still, you know, successfully running. To, to, pr to promote the business, it kind yep. of frees you up then to do those kind of things. And, you know, I wanted to... Um thank you because you advertised in our high school sports programs and here at color tech um in lebanon we have blue cardinal photography so we partner with uh, cedar crest anvil palmyra elko tolpahawken um lebanon and a bunch of other uh, midget football teams and throughout and we donate uh, printed programs and adam you would put an ad in and you're also on our led sign so you know i appreciate that and uh, i think it's a great opportunity for any local businesses whether you're in the the health and fitness or you know, just a mom and pop uh, grocery store, whatever it may be, to get your name out there. So now, what would you say motivates you every day to uh, wake up and get after it? You know, I would say what motivates me every day is just competition in life, you know. At the end of the day, there's somebody always out there outworking you. That's true. Uh, you know, in, yeah. in the same industry or, you know, there's always somebody out there who is doing the things you want to do and you should aspire to be like them. Yeah, you want to be the best in your craft. Of course, yeah. That's awesome. That's great. And your daily, your day-to-day, -day, you know, why do you personally do what you do day in and day out? Um, I would just say the personal satisfaction of, you know, training clients. You know, I really enjoy training clients and getting them the results they want. You know, mm -hmm. I actually enjoy training athletes and, and the everyday uh, gym person, you know, more than I like training myself, you know. Okay. I, I just get a yeah. lot of personal satisfaction, and I love being involved with the, the fitness industry. That's awesome, and that's something, you know, you'd want in, a, in a, a trainer and a conditioning coach for sure. So now how can our listeners connect with you and follow along on your journey? Well, you can check out my website at www.gilsonstrengthco.com. You can also follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Gilson Strength Conditioning, or you can contact us at 717-277-5486. Uh, before we close out, is there anything else you'd like the listeners to know, either about yourself or about your uh, facility? Well, I just wanted to let everybody know if you or somebody in the Lebanon area who could benefit from a strength conditioning coach or a personal trainer, GSC is the place to go. Awesome. Adam Gilson on the American Grown Podcast in the ColorTech Creative Solutions Studios. Thank you for joining me. Hey, thank you, Austin. Awesome, man. Great job. If you want to see more American Grown content, follow along on Facebook and Instagram. Username American Grown Podcast. If you received any value, please share this episode with friends, family, and coworkers. And lastly, subscribe and leave a review. If you'd like to be a featured guest on the podcast, please direct message or email Austin at americangrownpod at gmail.com.